Hey everyone, this is April. And this is Jill. And we are the Sweet and Spicy Chicks. That's right. We are so very glad you could join us today, and we're excited that it's another time for a Get Real episode. Yes. I think these are your favorite. They are. Because <laughs> I like all of them, but these ones are a tiny bit less homework. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to lie. And a lot less homework. I just get to talk about stuff that's really near and dear to my heart and stuff that God has brought me through in life. And I just love being able to maybe kind of reach through the screen or reach through this podcast and just show someone that they're not alone. Yeah, I love it. So that's what we're excited. And today we are going to do one. We're going to tackle this kind of big issue of identity. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have gone through stuff in life, but I definitely have that have made me question who I am. And so today we're titling it, Who Do You Think You Are? I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, is it quippy? Is that what they it use? Kinda it's quippy. Is. Yes. So you <laughs> came up with that part. So of course you love it. I do. <laughs> Things are calling me out. That's right. But I came up with the second part, guys. Knowing who you are matters. Yeah. So good for the time and season that we're in right now. It is. And you know, sometimes it's so crazy in life because you progress through things and you're like, oh, I got it all together now. Like, I know who I am, (laughs) you know? And then you don't. (laughs) And you go through this hard, dark season. And we'll get into that a little bit more. We actually do want to say that this is kind of a little bit tied to our last gate reel. So if you guys have not checked that one out, you're going to want to stop, pause this one, and then come back and join us. Absolutely. Do you remember which episode that is amidst the many? It, yes, it is episode 11 and it is a get real. It's entitled get real. Jesus meets you where you're at. And it was very fun to do. Um, a little bit scary. Yeah. A little bit scary for me. (laughs) My face was probably more pale than yours was on our live cast video podcast, but it was very, um, meaningful and I love that Mm -hmm. we did it. So this is going to be kind of a offshoot Mm -hmm. of that episode. So if you haven't listened to it, please. Definitely go back and, and listen. Yeah, because we don't want you to be like, what? What are you crazy ladies talking about? <laughs> Even so. if it's just to listen to how uncomfortable I was. Yes. Painfully uncomfortable. Very much so. But I was like <laughs> thinking I might have to do CPR or something, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> she, listen to she it. She looked a little bit scared. <laughs> But it was fun. It was good. It was what, you know, God had put on our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so that way, we just want to dig a little bit deeper into this whole thing. Yeah. About, you know, she had actually kind of brought it up a little bit about how we can go to those places and we make a kind of a false identity for ourselves. Yes. And so that was just like, oh, and we only got a tiny bit of that talked about. And I decided, you know what, let's just go. There's probably other people that have dealt with this and struggle with this too, or might be struggling now. So let's dive a little deeper and tell a little bit more of our (laughs) deep dark past yes now that <laughs> it's a little a more scared to everybody and in, <laughs> in the world in the world so <laughs> yes okay so take it away how are we going to tackle identity and why does it matter today well i thought that it would be good to kind of break it down so we're going to do first the who do you think you are and then why is it important to know who you really are and then are you living out of a place of mistaken identity oh that's good okay yes. so what's the first question then so the first one is who do you think you are? And I cannot say that without thinking, you know, like that sassy attitude thing, kind of like, who do you think you are? Yes. Like, you know, just like that. <laughs> just in that tone. I, I don't know if you've ever had anyone like ask you that question or make you feel that way. Cause sometimes it's not really that they say it in words, but it's their attitude and their actions. Yeah. And so I, myself, I've had that in life or even myself, I've asked that question and like, who do you think you are really? Like, you know, deep down. And so you can put on this pretense and that's kind of what we were talking about last time. Yeah. Like, I know you were talking a little bit about what you put on as your identity and can you kind of fill them in in case they don't want to go back and listen to the last one? Just sure. A tiny bit? <laughs> yeah. Just bring me right to my uncomfortable zone again. No. Um, 
so my I had shared in episode 11 that I actually was born into what I call generational trauma, meaning there was trauma that happened years even before I was born, um, but that I was still feeling the fact effects of uh, years later in my childhood. And we went through kind of our what we've been through from an early childhood to now. Um, I'm sure. I, I'm not diminishing anyone's trauma, so please don't mm-hmm. don't hear that. Everybody goes through their own personal journey. Yes. Um, mine was very hard. It was very difficult with our family dynamic. So I would say the identity that came out of that as I was kind of thinking through this episode and the last <laughs> episode was I knew that I had to be very tough at a very early age. Um, it didn't leave any room for me to be soft mm-hmm. like and I'm, I'm using terms that mm-hmm. I'm kind of oversimplifying this so bear with me but I knew that I had to be tough there wasn't any room for crying there wasn't any room for feeling sorry for myself which feeling sorry for yourself isn't great anyway mm-hmm. but from a personal standpoint I can't speak for anyone else but I can say there wasn't a time where I had the ability or opportunity to stop and think about this identity that was being crafted. Mm -hmm. It was always just keep going, keep Mm -hmm. your chin up, don't stop. You're not going to cry. Nobody's here to feel sorry for you and get through it. And you're going to be hard. You're going to be tough. You're going to have a thick skin. You don't need to Mm -hmm. be um, empathetic. And I mean, I'm being very vulnerable here. I wasn't. I wasn't a compassionate, empathetic person. I was very cold. It was very hard. And that's who I thought I needed to be in order to be successful. And that's who I thought I needed to be in order to cope with what was going on. So that was a little bit about about me. <laughs> that was so good. And honestly, that's what happens sometimes is we're just so busy surviving. Yeah. And we don't even realize. And we put on kind of like this armor, just one layer at a time. Right. We put up these walls one brick at a time. And we don't even realize it. And we think, well, we're protecting ourselves. And then years later, you look back and you're like, wow, like I don't even know who I am anymore. Right. I kind of did that, but it was in a different place. So... My identity growing up, I would say as a kid, I was a pastor's daughter, like I said. I was a middle child of three girls, so I became known as a nice one. The nice one. And so even now, sometimes I am such a people pleaser. Like, people ask, like, what's your biggest fault, you know, in a job interview? And I always say, like, I'm a people pleaser because that can be a huge problem. Yeah, it's not not good in some aspects. No, I mean, it sounds good. Right. Because we're like, oh, you're such a nice person. No, because you can't please everyone. It's like the whole Aesop's fable, you know, no matter what you do, you're always going to leave someone disappointed. But because I had this smart older sister and this beautiful younger sister, I was like, who am I really? Where do I fall into? Yeah, Yeah. I was. I actually wrote a poem once and it was like, I'm somewhere between, you know, prom queen and school geek. And I'm in the middle of that. And I didn't know who I was. And so I became known. Like everyone's like, oh, you're just so nice. You just have that beautiful smile. So I didn't know how not to be nice growing up. And so that was kind of my identity. I always towed the line. I was always a rule follower. Like even to this day, it's hard for me sometimes to do anything that I'm like, even the tiniest thing. I'm like, oh, I got to follow the rules because I, that's just so embedded in me. Right. And so. Which these things are not bad. Right. Following the rules are not bad. But like to a point that sometimes it's not. When it's how you're bucketing your whole identity. Exactly. And that's what it was. And then it's like, it's not even, 
you can never be good enough. Right. It's kind of that feeling and you live out of that. So it's like this place where you're always striving to be enough instead of realizing you are enough just where you're at. Yes. That's and really so good. so then I flipped. So that was me when I was younger. And then I went through this phase that we kind of talked about in our last one where I went through this rebellious phase when I was in my 20s. I got divorced. I felt like God let me down. My life didn't go the way that I thought it should. And who was he to, you know, not... My God should have just done everything the way that I should have right. thought and wanted, you know. That's the way it works. That's exactly. So then I got <laughs> angry and I went to this place of anger and I then flipped. And so I became from the nice girl to this like a witch, honestly. Like I, I would say and do things that I never thought possible. Um, and I lived out of that place. And so anger became my shield. I noticed years later, like, wow, I didn't realize it. Because again, you're just living in that moment. Yeah. You're just trying to do the best you can. And I was so hurt. And then people, like I talked about a little bit before, they would say stuff like, oh, just get over it already. You know, sometimes people make you feel like there's an expiration date on your sorrow and your pain and right. your grief. And so it's like, okay, you've dealt with this enough. You've talked to us enough about it. So just get over it. So then I felt like I couldn't be real with anyone. So then I did, I just like shoved all my pain inside. I would cry myself to sleep at night. But during the day I was either like, you know, happy, like fake happy at work and stuff. But then I was just like, like, I'm a tough girl. Kind of like you became like, I'm tough. I don't need anybody. Right. Like I'm all good. And so I lived out of that. So it was like I had, and then I wore masks, like I said, so I would be a chameleon around other people. And so mm-hmm. that I think happens a lot of times when we don't know who we are or we have to encapsulate ourselves in our heart and to not get hurt anymore. We start living out of those places and we yeah. wear these different masks. So I would take an off, them off in front of other people. I would be one thing in front of another group and I could say things here that I wouldn't say there. And it was just like, I, was, I almost felt like I was, I was having this mistaken identity. And, you know, you watch these movies or something where they're spies and they're being all these different people, but that's how I lived a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a little bit of my backstory of being real and vulnerable. And it can be hard sometimes, definitely. Yeah. And so there's actually things that me and Jill don't actually know about each other until we dive into these things. Yeah. And so it's been like, wow. And and really, we just have a heart for anyone that's listening right now that is just struggling. Right. Struggling to understand, you know, who they are after everything that has been thrown at them. Sometimes when you go through these storms in life and there's just total devastation and life is nothing like what you thought it would be, you question, is God still good? Right. Like, who am I anymore? Like, when you all you feel like you have left, I didn't even feel like I had broken pieces at certain parts of my life. I felt like I had just these tiny little, like, maybe ashes, really. And it's like, who am I anymore? And how can I ever be who I'm meant to be with just this pile of ashes? Yeah. But we're here to tell you today, guys, there is hope. There's definitely hope. There is so much hope and that you can get through, you can persevere, you can start rebuilding. And that's what we have done and that we, we want to help you do today. Yeah. I love it. So April, can I ask you a question knowing, cause I know we just went through who at an earlier time, um, we were as far mm-hmm. as identity, who we identified with, what we identified, um, how we identified. So from a personal standpoint, how did you, how did you become aware that how you were identifying was hurtful to you or detrimental to mm-hmm. you? So mine was, I, I think it was in increments. Like when I finally had come back to God, like I knew how I was living was wrong. I knew this identity I had created was not who he had created me to be, but it took a lot of time. It took counseling. It took healing to kind of, it's almost like you get scales on your eyes and you just really can't see anymore the truth Yeah, because you've lived out of these places. Like 
lies have become your truth, really, in all honesty. And so that's what happened to me. So it took time. It took other people, like, and then just reminding me of who I was down deep inside and, like, drawing those things out. And that's what's so good. Like, God has been so good through all the years to, like, have people come in and they're like, well, you're not this hard person. You're not this, you know, you're not not enough. You're more than enough, April. And so out of all those places, reminding who I am and being able to identify that those were all false identities that I lived in and I created for myself, but that's not who God made me to be. Yeah. So it's definitely a journey. It's not something that I just woke up one day. I'm like, oh, I'm all better. This is the wrong. identity yeah (laughs) it was like a slow awakening yeah you know and so then having to do that hard work of because sometimes it is so much more comfortable to stay in that place a hundred percent and to be that it takes a great point yeah it's hard it takes very hard hard work and you have it's like with me pain and anger had so much become my identity and who I was it was like they were embedded in me yeah so it almost get it out it's like so hard and it took a lot of surgery almost in a way a surgery of God just taking out all those things I had believed about myself and then putting in his truth but it yes. took me partnering with him and believing it because it's one thing to know something but to really believe it and know it and put it into action is something entirely the work. different yeah yeah I love that. I would say I realized that there was a problem when I was completely miserable. And mm-hmm. I talked about this in, in episode 11. Um, I had, I don't want to say a, it wasn't a midlife crisis, <laughs> but it definitely was an identity crisis. I came to a place uh, a couple of years ago where I, me personally, knew that I was not authentic. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. Like everything that I had built my identity around was based out of pain and trauma. Mm -hmm. And I think the hard part about that was I had to go deal with it Mm -hmm. first instead of like putting a a coat of varnish on it Mm -hmm. and calling it. Um, And so same thing, it took counseling. Mm -hmm. So I want to be really transparent about that. It took therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, It also took getting into women's small groups. Mm-hmm. I will definitely do a shameless plug for mm-hmm. joining your, your local church's uh, small group because mm-hmm. it's so helpful to do life with people. It and is. it took a lot of living in the word and mm-hmm. devotionals in the morning to understand first, what did I build, right? Mm-hmm. What did I build that wasn't mm-hmm. from you, God? And second, mm-hmm. now that I'm aware of it, how and where do I start the work yes. to actually uh, live in the identity that you've called me to live in? And that was so hard, and it took years. Yes, it does. <laughs> I wish we could say it was like this simple fix. You could just push a button, and it's all good, guys. But it does Not take for me. Work. No. <laughs> I mean, there are those moments of like miraculous things you hear about, but the most of the time it's a process. That's what God has been really just telling me lately. Like it's a process and you have to walk it out. And he actually had given me this picture once of like what you have to do. I love redoing stuff. So I like had this table one time and I had to like sand it down and do all this stuff and get to like all those layers have been put on over the over life and, yeah. over, and the scars and the scratches of this table and I had to get down to the bare bones of it. Yeah. And that's what God does to us. And he's like, this is who you really are. This is a beauty underneath and that you just hidden it away or other people had done stuff that have made you forget who you were. So I'm going to remind you who I am. So he kind of showed me that. And then it was funny because then a co- years later I was like putting on layer 
and layer and layer on another table. And then I'm like, oh, it's all good. I'll just put another layer on. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't work well, does it? Because the next day I go down and my table was like lumpy and bumpy. And he's like, you didn't want to do the work. You still have that table too. I do. We just... (laughs) I know exactly the table you're yes. talking about. And, and it now, is not. Well, now it's beautiful. Well, it was for a minute and my kids ruined it. But he just spoke to me so much through these little things in life and how it's so, yeah, it's easy to throw on that other coat of paint yep. or that other thing and then just pretend things away. But he's like, when you're just faking it till you make it kind of mentality, it never works. Like you have to do the work. You have to get to that root of that trauma, root of that right. pain, root That's of that hard. trigger. And it is hard. And I fought against it for many a year. Me too. (laughs) And then being real with other people. So for a long time, I could kind of be real with God. If like sometimes I just have to go like with Him, and I just ugly cry, honestly. Yeah. And I have to get it all out. And but there's times that I've like locked myself away in this place, and I don't let Him enter. And I do that with people sometimes because sometimes you like we've talked about before. You can be real with people, but they're not always maybe as loving or as kind as we would like them to be. Right. And so then you, again, you put yourself and you put up and build these walls and you think that you can't let anyone in and you can't be vulnerable and you can't be real. And so that's why this is sometimes so hard because not only are we doing it with each other, we're doing it with who knows out there listening. Right. But we do it with a purpose. And, you know, so anyone struggling today to go to those places, you can do it. You can take that small step. I know it's so scary, but it, it, it matters. Yeah. And it is going to have a huge impact in your life, even if it's just, like I said, just going and getting one friend or just going out to coffee with someone new or trying a church, just whatever that small thing is for you. Yeah. Maybe it's, I can listen to some stuff right now on YouTube that's positive. Right. You know, just little things. little things. Yeah. Sometimes we think it's this huge thing and we scare ourselves and it's like, just focus on that little next step that you can do. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So April, I am very excited because we have our first sponsor. Yes, I am so excited too. So I am happy to introduce all of our listeners to Newsly. It happens to be an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. And I, for one, am so excited to hear about this because sometimes I just get busy or lazy and I (laughs) just love to be able to have someone fill me in on all the stuff going on. I am too. I'm very excited. What's also very interesting is you can follow any topic as specific as you want from things like sports, tech, business, science, or even the Kardashians if you're in the mood for some pop culture. That is so awesome. So guys, you can stop scrolling, start listening wherever you are, and we're going to give you a little insight of how you're going to be able to do that. So today, you're going to go to www.newsly.me. Again, that's www.newsly.me newsly.me and use promo code sweet as in sweet and spicy chicks for your one month free premium subscription. We highly encourage that you get there and try it out. That's right. And I left the best for last because they also have podcasts trending there as well in 80 countries and ours is on there. Yes, so it go is. Ahead, check it out. And that's Newsly. Right, and we could not forget to mention another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with who do you think you are. Next, we want to talk a little bit about who others think you are. 
and why that can be important. Um, because in my own life, the hard part is if I didn't know down to the very depths of my soul who I was, then I went to others trying to define and get my needs met and my identity met from them and who they thought I was. Mm-hmm. And boy, is that a heartbreak in itself waiting to happen. Because <laughs> then I let other people label me certain things and I believe that's who I was and then I lived out of those places. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I, I mean, I think it's such a good point. I <clears throat> We were talking about this a little bit earlier as we were kind of talking about what we should say Mm -hmm. from our personal experience and this is all drawn from our personal experience we're not generalizing um by any stretch of the imagination every (laughs) yeah every single you know concept that we're talking about we're not saying that this is how the vast majority of people feel we're saying this is from our personal Mm -hmm. experience and exposure in life i would say what's really been um important to me in understanding my identity and being aware of what I've built is Mm -hmm. also being aware of what environmentally people have placed on me, meaning Mm -hmm. the people in my life, the situations in my life. Um, And I was reading a really interesting article (laughs) because I do, I read Mm -hmm. these articles, but um, there was a Harvard business review and I'm going to put the link to that review in the show notes. You guys can pull it up and and read it yourselves um, so that you know I'm not lying or making anything (laughs) up. But it was talking about, the article's entitled The Feedback Fallacy and it was talking about um, at at a very high level how it is not helpful to us to get um, massive amounts of feedback. And there's some very real reasons for that. I won't go into every single uh, point in the article, but basically what it was saying was that people are fallible, mm-hmm. right? People yep. are going to give you feedback based off of their own experiences and their own exposure and their own failures in life. So anytime you're getting feedback from someone, you have to take into consideration, and I really needed to do this, Mm -hmm. that those people are giving you feedback, even if it is with the best intentions, which I truly believe everybody does. I don't believe there's anyone who has evil intentions about giving you feedback, but when they are giving you feedback, they're drawing from themselves. Mm -hmm. The hard part about that is that I am not you. So me trying to give you feedback (laughs) based off of my own experience and exposure and limitations in life to help you become successful by mimicking what I'm telling you to do isn't going to necessarily make you successful. All it's now going to do, and this article talks about it, is place expectations from me to you. So it's a mm-hmm. transference of what I think is success to you. Right. That may not be your experience or exposure in mm-hmm. life, and that may not be what makes you successful. And so I thought that that was just such a great article as we're talking about this, because when I was doing real soul searching for myself, I had to think over all of the feedback and all of the labels that I've been told. And I actually did an exercise where I wrote them all out. Mm -hmm. And I will not tell you how many (laughs) things I listed. Can you give us just a couple? Oh, sure. Yeah. So (laughs) I've been told, and this is, you know, personally, professionally, throughout all areas of my life, I've been told that um, I'm too pitchy in my voice. I'm too loud. Uh, I'm too opinionated. I dominate conversations. Then I've been told on the flip side, you don't dominate Mm -hmm. the conversation enough. You're not taking control of the narrative. So as I was going through the list, that's just some of the things, right? You're too short. I Mm -hmm. always have gotten I'm too short. I'm 4'11", okay? Mm. Um, 
I've gotten that I'm too aggressive. I've gotten that I'm not aggressive enough. Mm -hmm. So as I was writing these out, and again, people were in my life giving me the feedback that they, um, that I had asked for. Mm -hmm. So I'm being real that I had asked for that. Mm -hmm. They were giving me feedback that they, in their experiences, gave me. And the problem for me was that I internalized that and then made that part of my identity. And if you notice, the things that I was getting were so uh, back and forth. Mm -hmm. You're loud, but you're not loud enough. You're pitchy, but now you're not pitchy. You're short, so you're not going to be Because you can't please everyone, no matter what. And it just goes back and you're dominating the conversation. You're not dominating enough. You need to take control. It's just if you you analyze every piece of feedback that you're given or every label that's created Mm -hmm. over you, you will go crazy. Or at least I did. Well, and you just feel confused. You don't even really, if you didn't know who you were before, you really don't know (laughs) now because and who you want to be. So then you try to sometimes overcompensate. Right. So I've done that because people told me too, like, you're just too loud. Like, you're just too much for some people. So that's the burden I took on. Like, I'm just too much. So then I became quiet. And then everyone thought I was a witch because I didn't say enough. And I was too snooty and thought I was too all that and a bag of chips. And I'm like... No, I was just living out of that other place of being afraid to be who I was really created to be. Yeah. You know, and so it's almost, it reminds me of like, you know, a flower that is afraid to bloom because it's just, everyone wants it to be a rose and it's a daisy. No, just be who (laughs) you are. But that's how we feel sometimes like around certain people or in certain situations that we have to like compartmentalize and we have to squish ourselves into this like circle shape and we're made a square. I think for me, I always... I was so, um, I created this very aggressive personality Mm -hmm. almost. So I felt like that's who I needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt like this is how I'm successful. And if you look back on my life, I wasn't not successful. Right. So then that almost reinforced falsely that, well, Mm -hmm. you're successful Look where you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, well, this is where I need to, this is me. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. But again, um, and it, you know, I want to mention that I sought feedback from mm-hmm. people that I didn't, at the time, really even know. Like, when I thought about it, I was like, why would I? Mm-hmm. I met them in one conversation. <laughs> and then I asked for yes. feedback. And they gave me feedback. And then I internalized that as such a source of truth for my identity that when I think about it now, I'm like, that was crazy. I know, but I I think we do that when we, again, when we don't really know who we are. So we're living out of this mistaken identity. We pretend to know who we are, but we don't. Right. So we're running around to everybody like, well, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? It's almost like we have amnesia and we're trying to- Are you my mother? Yeah. It is like that book. Like, are you my mother? Because we don't know who we are. So we're- we're trying to go to all the wrong places to get the right answer. Right. And so that's where with our lives, we've had to go there with God ourself and figure out who we are, who he's made us to be, and then live out of that. And we're not saying it's easy. No. And we're not saying it's all there because actually I had gotten to that place where I finally like thought that I was finally on top. I finally had was just so close to God. And I was hearing him like never before. I was sharing with people and I was great. And then I moved. And I lost all my friends that hey, you know, because I was now 18-hour drive away from them. And I started fresh, and everyone told me, like, it was going to be great, and my marriage was going to get better. And then it was like, I hit this wall, and I went into, like, the I thought I had dealt with depression before. And I, it was, like, the worst depression I've ever been in. Yeah. And so from going from that, like, thinking, oh, I had finally tasted and seen the greatness of God, and I had just felt him with every fiber of my being. And to go from that to feeling like I was lost again and not knowing who I was, and then I didn't know who he, who he was, I had all these 
these questions like, do you even exist? All of a sudden again, mm-hmm. when I had thought that I was so like rooted in who I was and I knew who I was as a child of God and I knew I was loved. And they went through this time. Actually, when Jill met me, I was still five years into this kind yeah. of lost in the wilderness season of my life. And she says, I've changed so much because honestly, I couldn't even look her in the eye the first time I met her. Yeah. That's how low I was, guys. So again, I'm not saying this to be like, oh, it's that God can bring you out of that. And I want to give you encouragement and to say that you don't have to to stay in this place where no. you feel lost or living out of these mistaken identities. And yes, we're not perfect and we don't have it all together, but we know who does. Yes. And that's where we're rooted and where our identity is rooted in that we, we love God and we know that even when we don't love him perfectly and that when we make mistakes, he still loves us. And so we want to give you that encouragement today, guys, that he loves you right where you're at. Whatever identity you're living in, whatever place that you have found refuge, honestly, in from the craziness of your world, and that you can and will get out and you will move on to better days. Because now I do. I have a smile that lights up the room again. You do. And you You definitely light up the room. (laughs) I love it. I love every minute of you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And also, I do want to shout out to all the people out there that are there for other people because that is so important, just like Jill and the people in my life God has brought in. Through the years, like actually when I was going through that hard time, he brought in people, they would, they didn't know me, they came and they would pray over me and they would tell me exactly what my heart needed to hear to reassure me and to combat the voices in my mind that were telling me, you're not beautiful, you're not enough, you're not smart enough, you're going to be stuck forever, like this is just who you are, like deal with it, you know, and Every time I had someone just come and like, God loves you, April. He hasn't given up on you. You have not fallen too far. And now like when I deal with stuff, like Jill's like, hey girl, you are not that. Like, come on. <laughs> you know? And she's just so Dust sweet yourself and yourself off, my friend. And I mean, here she was saying she was just this like rude, whatever person. Look at her. She is so beautiful and so kind and so empathetic. Oh, I mean, we you. were praying before we did this, guys, and we both were crying. Yeah. Because we're crying with you right now. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the verses that touches me. We're trying not to get too deep into the Bible to scare anybody off. But one of the verses that just really soothes my soul the most is two words, Jesus wept. And it's in the Bible. And so whatever you're going through, he sees, he knows, he's right there with you, ready to wipe your tears and to bring you out. Because this is not your forever. This is not your identity. This depression will not last forever. You can and will get better. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so moving into more of a, I guess, um, the question being, we knew that our identity was not in alignment with what he Mm -hmm. said, right? We knew that we were kind of playing these, not false identities, but we were playing these parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we started getting aware. I know personally I had a long journey with not just the awareness, but then working towards (laughs) who I really was created to be and what my identity was. Um, What do you do today to make sure that you're living in you know, who you were mm-hmm. called to be and that you're still in alignment with what he says your identity is. It's really just about walking with God. It's like that relationship. Like, you know, we always want these great relationships, but we don't want to put the work in that it takes. And so that's really what it's been for me. There's still been times where I question and doubt and I'm crying in my closet like, God, who am I? I don't even know anymore. And then I'll just have to get still and know that he is God in that mm-hmm. situation. And then it reminds me and he'll remind me of who I am. And so that's really what I do. And just being intentional 
and being with him because there's times where I just get so busy I'm like I don't have time to be with him anymore no you do even if it's five minutes before when you I'm getting ready for work I put on worship music right now or I put on a sermon and just remind myself of the truth that he says about me Mm -hmm. so what about you so I the same every morning I have to be so intentional Mm -hmm. about my time in devotional with him and reading through the word Um, And that's not something that came naturally to me because Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to do it. And I was like, oh, all this stuff is, if I'm being super honest (laughs) here, I'm like, all this stuff is really like emotional and like fluffy. I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) No. So if any of you out there are like me and you're like, this is really emotional. It's getting a bit uncomfortable. Um, I I went through it. And there's times too when I was like, I don't want to read about this. It's just all this gushy, mushy stuff. And we know, we know he's so loving. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. And I'm being honest because that's how I looked at it. Um, But once I, I think definitely for me personally, I had to be uh, very intentional about every single morning before I heard any other feedback, before I heard any other voice, I went straight to him mm-hmm. to say, what do you say about my identity? Mm-hmm. What do you say about today? What do you want me to take out of what's coming or anything like that? Mm-hmm. So I want to, it's so important to me. I have to do this for mm-hmm. myself. And I mentioned this in episode 11 and I know you do too is I have to take that quiet time every single morning to meditate um, because, and I have to follow that up with being not only intentional about seeking his voice out first and what he says Mm -hmm. my identity should be, but I also have to be very intentional about not allowing others' voices or feedback or my Mm -hmm. approval to fall on someone other than God. Yes. That's very real for me mm-hmm. um, because I know that people have the best intentions mm-hmm. and they do. But what you're going to tell me, if it doesn't align with what God told me, then I'm not going to receive that. And mm-hmm. I've been very, I get very passionate, probably aggressive. There's that old, <laughs> there's the old, I get bad. very <laughs> aggressive about protecting mm-hmm. what goes in my mind Mm -hmm. so it's okay I'm not saying be a jerk to people that's what I'm saying like if people give you feedback you accept it Mm -hmm. gracefully and love them but I take it to God and I say here's what was said over me is that in alignment with what you Mm -hmm. say and if it's not it's out that's so good because I in the past and I'm sure you have we like we said before you live then out of those lies that you believe because then they become your truth you bring them in and you accept them and then we live out of those places and I've done that and even there's times now that I fall back into that because there's days where I get busy I get tired I get overwhelmed and we're working mamas we're doing this we're doing that and you just feel like there's so many things pulling at you for your attention and even today I was telling Joe like I just don't have time but God told me like uh yeah you can make the time (laughs) even if it's five minutes you can make the time and really it's just like we feel like we have to do this like hour-long prayer sesh or something no it's just like a relationship where like I just text Jill hey how you doing like that's just what it is that's what prayer is it's like we don't have to make this over spiritual thing it's like God sometimes my prayer is like God I need help like I cannot stand I am drowning yes (laughs) do you see this sometimes I just look and I'm like you saw that right yeah like he flipped me off (laughs) You saw that. I didn't respond, but you saw that. You saw it. Or my kids so are driving crazy. <laughs> and I need your help. <laughs> I think that's so funny and such a good point. I also want to say, for me, it has been a game changer to be like, I'm not accepting that. Thank you mm-hmm. for your feedback. 
I love you as a person. That is not in alignment mm-hmm. with what I'm getting from my creator. So I don't accept yep. it. You don't have to say that to the no, people. No, don't, don't say that, say. please. <laughs> but April and I have talked about where even people with nice feedback, mm-hmm. right, with the best intentions have said said words over me that I'm like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Like, I will listen, but there's a big difference between listening and hearing. And I will listen to anyone, but I won't hear everyone. And that's good because, again, sometimes then we make them almost God to us. Right. Because we're going to them for everything, and I've done that before. And I did. I just felt like I was lost and confused because I'm running to you and you and you trying to find my identity and trying to find approval. And it's like, I have to get that from God right. and who he's made me to be. And when I walk in that, like there's nothing. Right. That Isn't it so you. freeing? It, it, it is. And I mean, I've been struggling with it even lately because, you know, when you get a new job or just new responsibility or things in your life, like I say, you go through stages and phases and there's parts of your journey that you feel so confident and so good. And then there's other times where you feel like you slam it up against a wall and then you have to reevaluate. And those are often times where I haven't spent as much time with God, praying, seeking Him, or I have partitioned off parts of my heart, yeah, and I only let Him go to certain places because those other places I just don't want to deal with because they hurt too much. Yeah, and it does. It is an emotional place. Like me, when I really get real with God, like actually, I call it get real, and that's why I love the whole idea of this get real with people. <laughs> that's where it came from. It, it is because He told me like you got to get real with people and you got to get real with me because you can you know pretend all you want, but I know the the you you really are. Right. So then it's like, well, why do we have to tell him who we really are? He knows. Because again, it's like my child might, I might know them, but it's like totally different to have a conversation and have them invite me in. Or we're there aware of it too. Right. So it's that give and take. Like it's when we're disciplining our kids almost. And you're like, do you know what you did wrong? I know what you did wrong. But do do you you? know what you did wrong? And they're like, no. No. (laughs) As God like, really? (laughs) You should know by You know, just say it. No, I love that. Okay, I, that was the questions that I have. Anything for anything more from you? I love this conversation. I do too. It's just um, so good. It's so just great. Been on my heart for so long, and then it was so funny because like the week last week we were gonna do this, and I uh, we switched it because it was gonna be something else, and I'm like, sorry to Jill, but this is really what I think we should be talking about. Yeah, and she was so awesome. And then guess what? Our pastor, our amazing friend, preached about it that same day. Almost the same. No, furious. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like texting Jill through the message. She was texting me. I'm like, oh, she took our, our message. No. I said, what the hell, man? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was actually confirmation. Like, wow, maybe a lot of people are struggling with this. And this is what we need to talk about and be real with. And so here we are today because of that. And so, I mean, I guess my question would be like, what would you say to anyone out there listening that is struggling with this? Like having this case of mistaken identity. I mean, that's so hard. I can only say what's worked for me uh, personally and in what I've gone through. But I would say there is 100% no time like the present to just Mm -hmm. stop and get very quiet and start getting to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that 
I didn't realize is I was so uncomfortable with mm-hmm. myself. Yes. Um, because I was not coming across as authentic at all. And mm-hmm. I was internally so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Is my voice really too loud? Is mm-hmm. my voice too pitchy? Am I too yes. short to be sick? Like all of those things. You're super conscious of everything right. you do. Yeah. I was not authentic mm-hmm. and I knew it. And that made me very internally agitated mm-hmm. and uncomfortable. You felt vulnerable in that kind of almost. Yeah. yeah. So I would say... Um, there's no place like now, no place like the present, to, mm-hmm. or no time, no place, no time <laughs> like the present uh, mm-hmm. to stop and get very quiet. And even if you're not ready to go to all of the places, mm-hmm. just start, I started journaling. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. And I started asking mm-hmm. myself questions around like, how do I react in some of these situations? How did I react mm-hmm. in some of the stuff that I went through? How do I want to react? Why mm-hmm. Why do I get so angry? Or why do I not have compassion? It's. I just started asking myself mm-hmm. a list of questions. Yeah. Why am I uncomfortable being in a setting where people are crying? Um, why am I uncomfortable crying? Mm-hmm. And so little by little, I started unpacking those questions with myself. And, um, and then I took them, you know, in front of God. And it was mm-hmm. a process, but... I would say there's no time mm-hmm. like now if I, I know I keep repeating it to get quiet and mm-hmm. start understanding who you were meant to yes. be. Yes. And to be brave because it does take bravery. Like there's times brave. even now, like, because I think what happens, like we talked about the layering and the, you know, building up pretense one layer at a time, then there's all these layers that you do have to peel off. Mm-hmm. And it can be very painful because it's become part of who you are. Right. And so to like have... God go there with you and to reveal those things, those things that you believed and those things that have become a part of you but aren't really you. It is going to take, like I said, that kind of surgery to do it. But if you will take that time, if you will say, okay, I'm going to push past the pain with God, there's going to be such beauty and healing and love waiting on the other side like you have never And I'm going to be comfortable with my, I'm going to love myself and I'm going to be comfortable in my own skin. Yes. What I've realized after these last two years, because it's been a journey for me, is I'm so comfortable Mm -hmm. with who I am. Like, I love myself and I'm not saying it out of arrogance. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference, but I love myself because now I know I'm on the path, the right path to my identity. And I'm super comfortable with myself. And you just know that you're loved for the entirety of who you are. Right. There's no ifs, ands, or buts attached. There's no, like, well, I love a piece of you. Because I think that's what has happened in my life a lot is in relationships that I'm scared to get too close to people because I'm afraid if they see all of me, like, they can love part of me, but they won't love all of me. Right. Because I have that kind of experience. And so being able to be open and honest with people and then... How, you know, when they're close to God and then they shower that love on you, it is so healing. Yeah. As that Jill's done for me time oh, and again. Oh, you're really cry. <laughs> well, it's true. Because there are days where we can't remember who we are and we just feel lost and confused. And just having that friend that will come and hug you and tell you you're going to be okay and you're going to make it. And that's what I would tell anyone listening today that is struggling with their identity or struggling with issues that no one even knows about but you and, and God. Or maybe you don't even know God and you're just like, why am I even listening to this? That's because God brought you here, guys. You're here for a reason. That's right. We do. And you are going to make it. You are so much more than you think you are. You are enough. Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. We're talking to you you out there. Yes. You're amazing. You are amazing. You are one of a kind. There's no one in the entirety of the world through all of history that is exactly like you. That's right. That is so amazing. So breathtaking. So so wonderful. 
I can't even fathom it, honestly, because it's like you would think that there would be in some part of history someone exactly like us, but no, God is so amazing and so wonderful that he makes us all for the exact time with the exact things that we need. Mm -hmm. And he made you like you are for a reason, for a purpose. And we want to be friends with you. (laughs) (laughs) And we want to hear your stories. Yes. And we want to hear how God is drawing you out and walking this out with you and who you are and who you are made to be and what your journey is. So just reach out to us through all of our places. We have a lot of different places that you can reach out. We have our um, sweet and spicy chicks.com website website which we is also awesome. we're on twitter sns chicks we're on instagram sweet and spicy chicks podcast yes. we're on you can email places. us you can find that on our website <laughs> like there's lots of places but really this is what it's all about if you guys need someone to pray for you or to just know that you're not alone in this crazy big world with all the storms going through <laughs> it feels like sometimes you just get through one and then another one hits you that you were not prepared for and we're just here to tell you you're not alone that you're gonna be okay and you're gonna be able to get through whatever you're going through And we love you. We do. We're so happy you joined us. Sorry if this was all over the place. We had lots on our hearts, so we just let God lead. And we hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.